Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Tonight I want to talk to you just for a few moments. This, this will be a two-part series. I want to talk to you for a few moments on God's strategic setups, or the logo is going to say strategic setup, but more specifically, God's strategic setups. Now, if you've been in church for any length of time, you, you're going to identify with this more religious uh, title, and that's um, divine appointments, divine appointments. But I like to break it down and say God's strategic setups because I believe that everything God does is on purpose. It's very strategic. We don't serve a God who is, oh, I guess we'll just let you do this today. Or I think I, got, I want you to do that today. No, everything that he does is planned out strategic. Can you say that word? Say strategic. That means there is a plan designed for you and I. Remember what we said. God wants something. Yes, he wants a lot for you, but he wants something from you, and he'll give he'll give more to you if he can get more through you. That's that's considering your finances. That's considering all kinds of resources, things that your God has given you talents to do. God will God will give you and bless you more if he can trust you to give and bless others more. Amen. And 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 a lot of Christians they get real excited when you talk about divine appointment. I, I mean, I, I remember back in the day, that was a message that uh, uh, Pastor Jensen Franklin wrote a book, uh, Right People, Right Place, Right Time, or something like that, on divine appointments. We get excited, I mean, because we start thinking, oh, what's in it for me, and how's God going to bless me, and, and who's God sending my way to advance my promotion? We get excited when we talk about God's divine appointments, because again, we are, unfortunately and truthfully, we are selfish, there's, the church as a whole is filled with Christians who are self-centered. Oh me, but I'm going to tell you the truth. And it, there's a tendency in all of us to be that way, but we've got to fight that away because if the enemy can get us in a direction where we focus on ourselves, we lose sight of what God wants to do for us and through us. Amen? Remember what I said. He wants to see you blessed, but he wants to know, can he use you to reach others? Listen, when God sees you, he sees you as extraordinary and he desires to use you in extraordinary ways. You may want to write that down. When God sees you, he sees you extraordinary. I know some of you are thinking, well, when I look in the mirror, that's not the word that I see. <laughs> extraordinary. Like, no, I don't wake up every morning and go, ooh, extraordinary. I'm going to try that tomorrow and see what Amy says. She'll probably hit me with a pillow, Psh, go back to sleep. Extraordinary. But no, he wants to, but he sees you extraordinary and he wants to use you to do extraordinary things in extraordinary ways. And this hit me. Listen, this hit me today when I was thinking about this. God sent Jesus. I say this all the time. God broke off a piece of himself and sent us Jesus because we needed a savior. Humanity needed a savior, needed salvation, and he didn't trust anybody else to do the job but himself. Somebody think, well, that's arrogant. No, he didn't. There was a job that needed to be done and he didn't trust anybody else to do it other than him. But now he's entrusted us to carry that message. Think about that. When he sees you, he sees you in extraordinary ways and wants you to do extraordinary things. Well, how do I know that? Because something so huge about as he broke off a piece of himself, sent it to heaven. I mean, sent it from heaven to earth to save humanity. And now he entrusts you and I with that message. That's not, that's not just extraordinary. That, that's, that, that's crazy if you, if you wrap your mind around it. But remember what we said. 
Everything he does is strategic, on purpose. You here tonight, on purpose. Some of you I've heard had trees that fell down already. Storm hadn't even hit yet. Got trees down. But you know what? You're already in the house. See, God sees that everything happens on purpose for a purpose. And he wants to know, are you available and are you, will you be obedient? I'm totally jumping into next week's message. But, so you just had to play like next week you didn't hear that. But it's true. He wants to know, are you available? But it's not just about availability. He wants to know, will you be obedient? God trusts us. Just say that. Say, God trusts me. He trusts me. All right, let's go to the book of Acts now for the main course. We have, y'all too serious tonight. I'm just trying to be funny. Wow, enjoy your dinner. Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8, I'll stop playing, I know. Just preach the word, brother. We don't need all them jokes. Verse 26, here we go. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he, Philip, started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. Verse 29, the spirit told Philip, go to the chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah, the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading, Philip asked? How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Listen, we're talking about strategic setup. Strategic setup. And I love this idea of a strategic setup because it reminds me that everything God does is on purpose. His mission to save humanity has not changed. And he has a strategy, and you and I are a part of that strategy. Tell your neighbor once again, there's something that he needs from you. You and I are a part of that strategy. His plan and his strategy for humanity is not completed Although he said it is finished, how many knows there are still people among us that are lost? How many know there are people probably sitting in this room that have broken, shattered dreams? Amen? And, 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 and so God wants to repair, and, it's, and, and he can do that, but we're going to see through this. He uses people. He uses people. I, I wrote this down. God's tr- strategic setups happen when our ordinary life collides with God's extraordinary plan. Let me say that again a little slower so you can write that down. God's strategic setups happen when our ordinary life collides with his extraordinary plan. That's when his setups happen. We look, we look back and we can say that, that God ordained that moment. You can remember that time and, and, and when God planned that. Or you say, God brought me into that moment. Or, or I've been marked and I've been changed because of that moment in the word. It could be just worship, a worship service. It could be something through Facebook. Matter of fact, I was, y'all know how the memory thing comes up on your Facebook of memories. And I, it was a year ago today, I think, that I, I was struggling with some things. And, and, and where God, God was directing me and some different things. And, and I remember... Uh, <clears throat> really struggling that day and I was at Redbox. It was the end of the day and, and, I, and I was just sitting there and I was just down on myself and I looked up waiting on the person to get out of my way and I looked on the back of her t-shirt and it was a Christian t-shirt and it had a message that I needed right then. 
And it was talking about not giving up. God has a plan for your life. I can't remember exactly what the scripture was. But when I read it today, I was like, that was a divine moment. See, it doesn't have to be all the angels in heaven and you hear them. This moment's for you. No, that actually sounded like some twilight zone. But it's true. It, It can be anything. If you're sensitive and if you have a relationship with him, I know when Amy walks in the room. I have, a, I, I have a relationship with her. I know her sound. I know her footsteps across the floor. I know when she enters the room. I know when God enters the room. I know when it wasn't a person with a Christian t-shirt. I knew that, the, that God, she had no idea. I never said anything to her, but I was like, thank you, that was for me. It was that moment that set the course for the rest of my week. You too have had some of those moments. I remember... A particular uh, person that no longer goes to this church, but it was before we moved here. And some things were going on back at our other ministry, and it was chaotic, and, and, and some crazy things were happening. And uh, it, it actually had a lot to do with us moving here. But I remember this particular person not knowing anything that was going on in our lives in Georgia, but we came down for a visit, had not made the phone call to Dad yet of how are we going to make this happen with us coming down here. And she said, and I quote, God had to wreck it to get you to move. And get you to leave. It was that moment that I, I. Wake up call. It was that moment. That I knew through just one statement. That I had a divine strategic appointment. You can call it whatever you want. But God wrote it on the wall. Could his voice come from heaven and go. Thou shalt leave where you are. Absolutely. But he uses man and woman. God wants to use you. Again. I want us to shift our mind tonight from. God, what do you have for me? But God, how do you want me to be used to impact others? Okay? That's how, that's how we're going to be used in his plan, to do extraordinary things. Why is that so extraordinary? Because it is, it is beyond our intellect and our human nature to think of others before ourselves. We have to intentionally think that way. That doesn't just come naturally. But that's how Jesus did and, and we're, we're, to be more, we're to be more like Jesus. I, I look back over my life, many moments that have brought me here to this moment. But, but, there, but there were some strategic setups that left me changed forever. I remember when I first laid eyes on Amy. Uh, we were both supervisors at a call center. And I remember watching her walk across the call center. I remember exactly what I was thinking. And y'all were like, are you going to share with us what you're thinking? No way am I going to share. But I do know that I was probably praying for a divine appointment. (laughs) How many feel me on that? Yes. I was believing for a divine appointment. Amy's like, move right along. But so, so a relationship was started, and I knew there was a lunch date that happened at O'Charlie's in Noonan, Georgia, and we were with some coworkers. But I knew on that date that there was a relationship a-brewing. There was something happening. And listen, it's not, that, it's not that just that we became uh, best friends. It's not that we became uh, partners in marriage. Really, Amy Weber has been a voice uh, in my life that has shaped, uh, shaped me and has encouraged me. Um, God brought her into my life to help me on my journey of faith. I believe that. I believe that. And I hope, you know, maybe there's something that I could contribute to her as well. But I know... And I don't know if I've ever shared this, but I know that she has taught me more about God's love and his forgiveness. I'm talking about real love. I'm talking about what it says in Corinthians. It is not 
it doesn't boast, it doesn't keep record of wrong, all those things. Now, I'm not saying that she didn't have to wipe some things from her memory, from her memory bank, but I'm saying that she showed me exactly what true love is and what forgiveness is. Even though I had the word, even though I have a relationship with God, it took something extraordinary to show me what it meant. Okay? It was a divine setup, and I'm thankful for it. Were there previous relationships? Absolutely. Were there previous marriages for both of us? Yes. Did we experience rejection? Yes. But I'm here tonight to tell somebody that God will take your rejection and use it for direction and lead you to your divine appointment. How many have ever faced rejection in your life? Job, relationships. God will use your rejection and turn it around to give you direction for where God wants to use you and where God has you and where God wants to plant you so that you can grow. How many knows you can't grow unless you're planted? I can go to Walmart, I can grab a plant, and I can yank it out of the pot and hold it out for weeks. Eventually that thing will die unless it gets planted somewhere. I never have understood how people just jump ship and and jump relationships and jump churches and all those things. If you don't get planted somewhere, bless God, you will not grow. You may look good for a while because there were some nutrients from wherever you were that got you looking green and all healthy, but if you don't get planted back, and it's not about... God, 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 everything's about a season. But I'm saying that if you don't get planted back in good soil, after a while, the nutrients that once went, once went up there because it's no longer available, those limbs and those, those, that greenery, it will die. And the word says you shall know them by their fruit. And if you're not planted, bless God, once that fruit falls off, you won't have any more unless you're planted. Listen, God wants to change you. God wants to mark you. God wants to use you. The best is in front of you. That's not just a cliche statement. I heard a a, a podcast a couple weeks ago where a pastor said, that's not just a cliche statement, and it's not. The the best is, how many have ever said that? The best is in front of you. Well, that's because no matter what happens, as long as you have a relationship with with Christ, and if you die, guess what? The best is still ahead of you. It may not be something you see down here, but if through a relationship with Christ, the best is still in front of you. That's good news. That's good news. Maybe you came tonight thinking that this was just going to be another regular old Wednesday night service. Listen, tonight is a divine appointment for somebody. But you got to be prepared to shift your mind from, oh God, I've got things that I need. Oh, he sees that, but he, he's more interested in what he can get through you. He won't leave you tapped out. We could go back to that story with the lady with the oil. He, he made sure there was things that he wanted to go out because there was something God wanted to do through her, but he made sure her and her boys were taken care of. But as long as we're concerned about ours and mine and my family and what I got in my closet and what I got in my cabinet, God can't do anything with that. So he wants to change our mindset tonight, okay? Change our mindset. It's strategic it's strategic. It's, 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 it's on purpose. My prayer all day has been that our, ordinary, that our ordinary would collide with God's extraordinary. Just our ordinary life. You're ordinary, I'm ordinary. We put our jeans on, our pants on the same way. Okay? We're all ordinary. But my prayer is that tonight our ordinary would collide with God's extraordinary. And we'd leave this place truly believing, truly believing and understanding that our lives have been marked by God. Somebody say strategic setup. Something that I learned about strategic setups is this. 
And if you're taking notes, this will be point one. God will always, always use a man or a woman. When he wants something done, God will always use man. I believe God's plan is man. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And he brought all these animals. And then what did he do? He needed somebody to run that system. He needed somebody to run planet earth, run the garden. So he created man. God will always, he'll always use a man. All right, let's go back to the book of Acts. And let's, let's re-look at this. And so what we're seeing is, is I'm going I'm to bring this thing down and, and just kind of lay it out here. But, but what we see is Philip, who is an evangelist, he led some pretty incredible revivals. As we're reading in Acts, he was, as we were reading this, he was, when, when, the, when the angels came and said to leave, he was in the middle of a revival. How many have ever been in service and God told you to get up and go somewhere? I know some of y'all are like, yeah, I heard him tell me to go to Dunkin' Donuts across the street. There's somebody over here he want me to minister to. No, I'm not talking about that kind of divine appointment. I don't know if that was divine or not. But the angel said to leave the revival and go to the road that leads to Gaza. Listen, that's how we mess it up. He said, go to the road that leads to Gaza. Now, how would we take that? Oh, you want me to go to Gaza. So what do we do? I got that, God. I'm cool. So we take off for Gaza. Because he said go to the road that leads to Gaza. He didn't say go to Gaza. He said go to the road that leads there. See, that's how we mess up sometimes. God give us just a little bit and we take a mile. And we mess it up. And we'll come down here and I got all these plans and things that we could do for the church and all that. He he didn't say to do all that 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 you've done before. He said do it this way. Oh, I'm just talking about me. I'm just laying myself out there on the chopping block. I don't know how y'all do it. I mean, we can miss it. That's, in, that's why it's so important that we have uh, a strategic relationship with Christ. So we know when he enters the room. And when he says the words, go to the road, you go to the road and stop. Wait for the next, wait for the next, the next sign. Wait for the next word. How many tracking me? You follow me tonight. Listen, God will oftentimes interrupt our now to get us to our next. Remember what I said? He's, he, was in a, he, was in a, he was at a revival. I mean, he's right in the middle of preaching and God's using him and he's, man, God's doing things. How, how we like to stay where God's doing things, but there are times God will interrupt our now to get us to our next. He will do it. And most of the time, it's not, it's not going to be convenient for you or me. No, ma'am. All right, let's, let's look back at verse 27 again. It says, so he started out on his way. He met an Ethiopian eunuch. I don't know if you know what a eunuch is. A eunuch is a dude that's been castrated. That is not a job I don't think anybody in this room would want. If you don't know what that means, I encourage you to Google that. Um, but that was his job. Why was his job? Why, why was he castrated? Why, why was that his job? Because he was given power. It said that, it said that he was... Um, he was over the treasury for the queen of all the Ethiopians. And so, so, so in order to, the king was cool. He was real smart. I'm going to give you all this power and you're going to have real closeness with my wife. But I ain't got to worry about nothing. Are y'all tracking me? Do I need to break it down any more than that? Okay. So, so that, that's why, that's why, that was his job and that was why that happened to him. It was because he had great power but he wanted to ensure that it wasn't abused. How many knows that sometimes in the church we can be given great power and it can also be abused just as christians god can give us 
I need you to go just to the road that leads there. Well, we take off. Oh, God, you sending me? I got all this. Got all this in a bucket of chicken. That's how we mess it up. All right, let's go. So it says, um, so he started out on his way. He met the Ethiopian eunuch who was an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem. Okay, we're talking about, we're talking about the eunuch. He had gone to Jerusalem to worship and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. Verse 29, the spirit told Philip, go to the chariot and stay near it. Now, how obvious is that? You got somebody who's that powerful. He's probably got some homies, some big dudes. I'm talking about some, I mean, if he's got that much power, he's over all the finances, he's probably got some brothers that are hanging out to keep him safe. You follow me? And all of a sudden you see this little, this little white dude walking up because he heard from God to stand close to the chariot. And he's just standing there, not doing nothing, just standing there because that's what God told me to do. How obvious is that? It's like, God, you, you want me to, to go over there and just stand and look like an idiot? Hey, sometimes, but remember, it was a strategic plan. I guess that makes us... Amy told me I got to stop saying the word idiot and calling people idiot. And that's not really what I was doing. But how many know sometimes if I felt like I was an idiot, I guess that was a strategic plan. That makes me a strategic idiot. <laughs> okay. You see what I'm saying, though? Sometimes God will ask us to do things that don't make sense. His, his strategies don't make sense. Don't make sense a lot of times. Trust me, I'm finding that out every day. His strategy don't, don't, doesn't, doesn't line up with, with my strategy. I, I, I know how to do this, God. I got this. You taught me. I'm cool. It's not just about your availability. It's about your obedience. I keep slipping into next week. What's going on? But it's true. It's true. When you're being used for a strategic setup, God will remove the obstacles out of the way. I believe that. I believe that. Verse 30. Verse 30. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Right here, right here in that moment is a strategic setup. God, I mean, I mean, how, many, how, how cool would it be for God to say, I need you to witness to that person. And they're already reading the Bible. <laughs> That doesn't usually happen. I mean, you see what I'm saying? God says, I, I need you to, as he approaches the chariot, he hears that he's reading the Bible. Oh, you want me to minister to him? God's already five steps ahead of you. He just want to know, would you, you're available, but will you be obedient? I know that's got you looking crazy, but will you, will you be obedient? And then when you show up, you're like, oh my gosh, he was already reading the scripture. Like that just doesn't happen. But it was strategic. It was strategic. A lot of times if you're hitting walls, that may be that you, you ran to Gaza instead of just staying on the road that led there. Sometimes when we're hitting walls, we can't figure out. Well, maybe it's because we either made a wrong turn or we got too far ahead. But God's always ahead of us. He'll always lead the way. Amen? Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Listen. He's going to use Philip for the miracle to happen. We're going to get to the miracle next week. But he's wanting to use man. He's wanting to use Philip for the miracle to happen. And here tonight, the world, listen, the world is still looking for a method, yet God is always looking for a man. We're looking for methods. In churches, how do we grow the church? How do we do this? 
I'm not talking about, I'm talking about all churches. How, we're looking for methods. How can we do this? How can we make it more attractive to people? When all God's saying is, if you'll just put me in the mix, forget the method. But, but God's not looking for a method. God's looking for a man. He wants to know, will you be available? He's looking for man and woman. Whoa, man. Whoa, man. That's what I was saying when I saw Amy. Whoa, man. Woo. Yeah. Listen, when God wants to move on this earth, there's not a piece of machinery that he's looking for. When God wants to move on this earth, he's not looking for a great promotion. He's not looking for the worldly attraction. He's not looking for all the lights. He's looking for a man. He's looking for somebody who would open up their life and say, whatever you need, here I am, God, send me. Whatever you need. Oh, you want me to go up there and stand and look like a crazy person? I'll do that. But I I, I know I said it last week, but I, I truly don't believe Because God's strategic. I don't believe that God's going to call you to do something and you should look like a freak doing it. I don't. You know, it could be that they, that he, that, 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 that Philip went in stealth mode. The brothers never probably even saw him. Because it didn't say he got picked off and pulled to the side. And what are you doing, sir? I mean, he's standing there. He got to look strange. But they never even, I mean, there's no scripture that says they tried to pull him out. God will take care of you. He'll, move, he'll remove the obstacles out of your way. He will remove the obstacles out of your way. When you do it his way. When you do it his way. Listen, when God wants to move and fulfill, fulfill his plan on the earth, all he does is seek out a man of God or a woman of God who is available. Forward church, hot news flash. You are God's plan. Wayne, you're God's plan. I could go around the room. You are God's plan for what he wants to do in this area of the earth. We say it all the time. God wants to flip this area upside down to make it look like it's never looked before. I'm ready to see that start. I'm ready to see see some stuff flipping. Not flipping out. I'm ready to see some stuff flipping. I'm I'm ready to see some homes that are broken flip up and 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 start being put back together again. I'm ready to see. I'm ready to see some. I'm ready to see some finances that are, that are just have been completely broken. I'm ready to see some things restored. I'm, I'm ready to see the things that the enemy has stolen. I'm ready to see God put things back. Matter of fact, I'm ready to see the enemy put things back because it was never his to begin with. It's true. You are God's plan. Listen, God wants to move in this city. God wants to move through you. On your job. Again, you don't have to be freaky about it. Don't be getting fired and stuff. Talking about my pastor said I was supposed to be obedient. Don't be in I-D-I-O-T. I didn't say it. Don't, don't do that. If you obey God, he'll already lay the steps out. It'll already be somebody who's searching. They just need somebody to deposit, not somebody who's looking for a deposit. You can't give if you're constantly trying to get get can't do it that's that's why we've been talk, taking wednesday nights two wednesday nights we talked about making room why do we why do we do that because because who we need is jesus who they need is jesus if i don't make room for him in my life there's nothing i can give him if if he's not here then all i have is me and what i have to offer them won't won't fix their house won't fix their finances won't fix their broken dreams won't fix their broken marriage won't fix their broken relationship what they need is jesus that's why it's my responsibility to make room for jesus to come in so i have something to give That's why we talked about having even if faith. Because once you start doing this, once you start saying, okay, God, you want me to go to the road that leads. I'll go to the road, but I'm, I'm not moving. 
Be strategic. Be intentional. Listen. Be intentional. And that's why sometimes it's going to take an even if faith. Because sometimes you get out there and the chariot ain't there yet. Why? Because God's trying to work out patience in you. God, God we always, well, I don't understand, God. Why is it like this? Instead of, instead of saying that, what, just, just, just hang out and chill. Again, you're trying to, you're trying to work it out in, in your way instead of God's way. And that's why we got to tap into our even if faith that says, even if I'm standing out here, even if it's cold, even if it's raining, even if whatever, I'm, I, I will not be moved and I will not change my mind and I will not change my direction from where God has me because I have an even if faith. That's why we've been talking about that for the past two weeks. At some point, we've got to stop looking at the brokenness of our city, Chiefland, Cross City, Old Town, Yankee Town, Turtle Town, Turtle Creek, wherever you live we got to stop looking at the brokenness of our city and start seeing the miracle within our city. I told Amy when I came back from Ohio, there is an oppression over this area. When, when I flew and I got, got up there, my mind was cleared of some things and, and, and I looked at it differently. But I'm telling you, within 24 hours of being back in this area, there is a spirit of oppression that is time to flip that thing upside down and declare it can't stay in this area. I didn't move here to, and God didn't send us here. That doesn't mean I'm the answer. I'm just crazy enough to be a voice to say it doesn't have to stay this way. And I'm not up here preaching for applause. I'm, I'm just telling you, God brought us here because I'm, I'm, I'm crazy enough to say, you know what? Your life's been a wreck. Great. So is mine. But God can change. God can restore. If you'll be faithful, if you'll be patient, too many impatient Christians. It's time for this area to look different than it always has. It's time for us to stop looking at the poverty of this area and start looking at what God wants to do. It's time for us to stop looking at the dysfunction of this area and start looking at what God wants to do through you. If all we do is look at this, this dysfunction and look at the poverty level and look at the brokenness, if all we do is concentrate on that, all of that will come crashing down on top of us. I'm telling you, I know because I see it every week and have to deal with it myself. That's why it's important we have to have a relationship with him to go, I need to hear, I, I need to hear you today. I need to get all these other voices out of my head because if we don't, who's going to do it? That doesn't mean forward is the one that's on display to make it happen. We're just crazy enough to believe that God doesn't want us to stay this way. And we're going to walk up to people and go, you know what, bless God, you don't have to stay where you are, and you don't have to stay where you are. Oh, and you come with me. You Come on, you, you come to church with me. You, 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 your marriage is a, a wreck. We don't care. Just come hang out with us. We got to get that crazy. And again, it's nothing, it's, nothing, it's nothing spooky. It's nothing trying to, to trick people and, 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 and be crazy about it to go, oh, no, you, you loony. I'm not going with you. It's just saying, my life's been broken. I recognize where you are. And my life has been turned upside down because I surrendered some things. Oh, but I got to give up some things. He's not asking you to give up anything, but hell. When he sets you on fire, the desire for all those other things that have, that's turned your life and, and caused that oppression, depression, it will lift. Listen, listen. <laughs> you need to understand that God called you. 
Instead of us always, dad's been hitting on prayer. And we need prayer. But there comes a time we've got to get up from our war room. If you've seen the movie, you've got to get up off the floor of your prayer closet. And you've got to start remembering that we are the revival. What God has done in your life and what he's done in my life, that's revival. It's not when the sinners get right. It's when the saints turn around and go, you know what? I've got to shake myself. I'm tired of living like this. And I don't have to. So it's time for us to, to recognize God called me, God called you, God ordained you, and God wants to use you. So start waking up going, I'm extraordinary. God sees me extraordinary, and he wants to do extraordinary, mind-blowing, stupid, S-T-O-O-P-I-D, stupid, things that don't make no sense. He wants to use you to do that. I mean, that's what he did, stuff that didn't make no sense. Listen, when I walk in the room, I, I, I know something's changed. I, 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 I now know that all of heaven is behind me. I'm telling y'all what, when I got that phone call, when I was going through another moment, but all of heaven's behind you, don't give up. Listen, that, that's something. All of the angel, angel armies, they're surrounding me. That's what you need to remember. When I walk in, stuff begins to shift out of the way. So who's going to bring the change? I'm going to stop saying you because that's up to you to decide. Who's going to bring the change for your family? Who's going to bring the peace in your house when it's all chaotic? You answer. I, I should be hearing some me. 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 Who's going who's to be the one to stand in the gap for somebody who doesn't know Jesus? And me. God's looking for people who are available and obedient. He's also looking for people who will be accountable. He's looking for people who will be accountable, who wants to be held accountable. Not just a lone ranger wanting to do it on their own. Yeah, I got this. Woo. No, he wants to know, will you be accountable to the strategic plan? Stop trying to figure it out and do it your way. When Amy and I had marriage issues some years back, if we'd have tried to do it five steps and all that stuff, we didn't even go to counseling. Oh, and it was some serious stuff. We didn't go to counseling. It was just two lives that were surrendered. Why do you always be so personal? Because And tell us personal things. Because I don't want you to think that we got it all together. You know, the Facebook Pinterest version. It's time for some preachers to stand up and go, you know what? Sometimes life sucks. And then we preach messages that say, does it really? But it's true. You, you need to hear the, 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 the authenticity that says, you know what? I struggle just like you do. But it, but it, wasn't, it wasn't us sitting on, on, a, on a couch. It wasn't us going through books and libraries and stuff. It was just two people who, who, who surrendered to God and said, we meant what we said in good times and bad. No matter if the bad time stays longer than the good times, we will not choose an alternative option. And there needs to be some people in this room, not even marriage related, other issues, that there cannot be an alternative. Oh, if I don't get it the way I want it, I'm done. If they don't sing the song the way I need it sung, 
so I can get my shout on, I'm out. We are God's plan. You are God's plan. Listen, for too long, the church has been that shining city on a hill. Y'all remember the songs? Lighthouse, or what? I'm not talking about the church. I'm talking about the song, Southern Gospel. And I'm not knocking on Southern Gospel. I'm just, boy, I'm all up in a hole just trying to dig my way back out. But for too long, we've been just the shining city on a hill. It's time for some lights to come out of a building and start infiltrating some areas where darkness is. I'm not saying they're in a dark area. I'm just saying it's time for us to move some obstacles out of the way. It's time for us to go. Instead of saying, we are the light. We are the world. We are the children. We are the done and being a brighter day. So let's start giving. Oh, we say we start giving, but we don't want to give if we got needs it's time for us to it's, I saw this and I hope I'm communicating the same way it's time for us to stop being that shining light of a city on a hill it's time for us to take our, your light and your light when we put them together it unifies and makes a big light but it's time for us to stop saying oh yes look at us and look what all we're doing it's time for us to start walking into some people's lives where they're full of darkness and they got darkness and they, they can't see to get out and, and they need somebody to step in and, and I'm not even going to say that I'm the light and I'm the reason I'm just going to show up and let the light shine that's what he's looking for he's looking for some crazy people who are crazy in love with Jesus how many crazy people in love with Jesus in this house tonight get up on your feet I'm done that was part one. I'm just telling you. It's a reconstruction of our minds. Kelly's going to come and pray. It's a reconstruction of our minds of what we always thought. That's why, that's why areas don't change and areas stay like they are because all we're concerned about is ours and our family and our church and making sure it's done the way we want it to. It's time for us to shift our minds. Mind shift. And start saying, God, you know my needs. But I'm going to show up anyway. God, you know I don't want to be there. But I'm going to show up anyway. God, it don't make no sense that I'm even going. But I'm going to show up anyway. What is that? It's an even if faith. Even if it doesn't make sense, I still will follow. Kelly, you better come grab this mic. I'm going to keep on preaching. Who's going to reach this city? Who's going, who's, going, who's going to stand in the gap for families that are hurting? Who's going, to, who's going to stand in the gap for people in need of a miracle? Yeah. And together with Christ, we can make a difference and we will make a difference. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.